Quest Gaming Network presents Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Welcome back to Elder Scrolls Off the Record for episode number 37. The big 37. I am Joe the Widget Wilson, and joining me as always, the writer extraordinaire, Mr. Evarwin. Hey, 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 Joe, what's going on? Great it's to be here. Another day for Elder Scrolls. Indeed, it is. Chat room, welcome. Thanks for joining us today. And joining us, as always, is the Lou, the Lou Master. Er, the Lore Lou Master, Master himself, <laughs> Lewis, Lou Master, Alon. Hello, Joe. Hello, Ivarwin. Hello, everyone in the chat room. Glad to be here. We missed you last week. Yes, and I wanted to apologize for that. Uh-uh. Thank you all for understanding. Don't apologize. Family first. Yep, yeah, and just happy, happy to be back with my guys, with the chat room. Word. Ready to Word. knock this out. And mm-hmm. last but definitely least. Mr. David wow. Force Adams. <laughs> wow. Thank you for that wonderful almost introduction, Joe. You're welcome, buddy. I was I thinking about really welcome to be here, kind of. You are welcome, <laughs> but not really. Wow, where was that bus? Where did kinda, it go? Kind of, sort of. I don't know if I decided yet. Wow. No, I just want to say, hey, everybody listen. Hey, everybody in the chat. Glad to have you all here. And today we actually, I think we're going to have a great show. I'm happy with this week. Not so excited, Dave. Not so excited. You're you're not welcome. Sure, for today, you're not welcome here. So. You're the reason why I cry into my pillow at night. It's all right. I I, I can accept that. <laughs> <laughs> You'll take full responsibility. Yes, wholeheartedly. <laughs> wholeheartedly. It's me. <laughs> Dave, all it's right. great that you're here. No, Yay. we've had our, our little ramblings. We all love Dave. He knows it. All right. So let's get into the business. Yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely. So. As always, today's show is sponsored in part by Tweaked Audio, tweakedaudio.com, affordable earbuds for your smartphone or your MP3 device. These are engineered for awesome sound clarity and durability. Starting at $19.95, you can choose from four styles and six colors. Dave, what's my favorite color? Wood. Dave, what's my favorite color? Wood. 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 Uh, that joke doesn't get old even when it doesn't, when it's not told the right way. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. It's all right. Uh, you can use the code off the record for 30% off. You'll get free shipping, free worldwide shipping, and a lifetime warranty at tweakedaudio.com. Also, our show is sponsored in part by the Continue Kickstarter. Guys, you have only a couple of days left. We want to bring this this uh, ebook, Continue, written by Joe the Widget Wilson, the producer of our network, into paperback format. Please head over to kickstarter.com and search for Continua, C-O-N-T-I-N-I-A, 
or you can head over to questgamingcommunity.com and click on the general category and you'll be able to find a link to his uh, Continue Kickstarter uh, webpage. It'd be great if you can submit a little uh, a little money here and there, uh, pledge a little money for uh, for Joe, so we can he can get some of his some of his dreams off the ground. Uh, additional support is provided by fans such as Susan F, who says, "Please say a big hello to the Nords of the Night Shift in Wigan and tell them Sue is enjoying her staycation in Skyrim." Thanks a lot, Sue. And thank you very much to the Nords of the Night Shift in Wigan. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. She wrote a good one. I like that. All right, gentlemen. We have meat and potatoes to get into. Mm. Yeah, we got a show to do. And Dave, I have a big question for you. I was uh, uh, I got into game me? this week. Yeah. And I couldn't remember... What the heck of the name of that quest was that we've been talking about for the last two weeks? That side quest. I looked that at that my... one that we've been talking about at every opportune moment. Yeah, because um, I, I was too lazy <laughs> to go back into the show, but <laughs> I couldn't find it in my list of massive amounts of quests. What was the name of it? The name of the quest actually changes as you do the quest, but it starts with "Lost to the Ages." It has to do with Ethereum. Pretty much any time you see anything with the word Ethereum in it, that's that quest. I'm halfway tempted to, to... That's what I thought, but I just couldn't find it. Yeah, you just you just have to read through the quest and figure out what it says that you need to do. Alright, well, I don't know, I'm halfway tempted to right now just open up Skyrim and see what's there. <laughs> do it. But... Do it, Joe Peterson. Anyway, I, I want to do that before I went back into the main quest of uh, Dawnguard, which I finally did do. Oh, very nice. How'd you like it? So far, I am... <sighs> it's interesting. I, the graphics in the game has been catching my eye a lot with the updated graphics they've done for certain areas. Like, Serana and her little uh, glowing pet skeletons that I always get freaked out thinking there's another skeleton behind us when she summons them up. Okay. The blue effect <laughs> on them is really awesome. So, that blue effect is pretty cool. And it, it besides freaking me out when I actually stopped and took a look at it. There's a couple things. Like, I went into uh, <clears throat> the Valkyra, the Volcar Runes. The Volcar, that big castle you go to with the vampire dudes. Oh, yeah. The um, ruins underneath it. Because I'm Dawnguard side, obviously, so I'm not actually supposed to be in that castle. Mm. The you effect burglar. of it... I don't know if you guys have done this part yet. Well, I'm pretty sure you have. But anyway, it felt like a, fr- it, it felt like a haunted house to me. Like I was walking through a haunted house in Skyrim. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it does. Now that you mention it, the sound and like when you see the snow and the air drifts coming out from the bottom of the doors. Yeah, it's it definitely has that that feel to it. That you know, uh, anything can happen at the turn of any corner. Ominous, uh, dark, brooding kind of uh, you know nineteen eighties horror movie feel. Yeah, despite that, yeah. you know, all that's in there is really skeletons and gargoyles, but. I was kind of halfway expecting to see ghosts. Really wanting to see like some kind of effects, like ghosts coming through the halls <laughs> or whatever, or like the doors breathing in and out, like that Disney style horror. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Like the Disney <laughs> Tower of Terror. <laughs> Elevated doors opening. Well, I'm from Close. California, so we know Disneyland, and that was the haunted house, not the not the Tower of Terror, but that's Disney World thing. Anyway, 
it was just I was like, you know, this I don't I don't get creeped out in games very well at all. But they had the right atmosphere set in that that dungeon, if you will, to where if they would have done a little extra into it, it could have. Like had things pop out of nowhere or whatever. It could have startled me a little bit. Because I have these nice headphones on, I'm listening to it with high volume, just completely engrossed in it. It would have been pretty cool. But no, I mean it is really, really neat. There's a couple of things that that kind of threw me off. Like there's this um this uh dining room table in one point in it where a part of the ceiling broke away and smashed part of the t- the table in half. Which looks really cool. Really cool effect, but the dishes are still set on it. Oh yeah, that's definitely uh kind of a yeah. <laughs> I didn't even notice that until you just mentioned it, actually. <laughs> so I was sitting there looking at it going, if I'm not mistaken, if a giant boulder came and smashed a table in half, there wouldn't be anything left on this table. Well, that's where you're wrong. You are mistaken, Joe. <laughs> I mean, physics, inertia, well, that kind of thing. Clearly. What world? <laughs> they glued them down there. <laughs> they, they nailed them down. <laughs> they had to nail them this down. This thing is not going it. anywhere. <laughs> just in case, you know, I have to worry about that giant boulder just comes out of nowhere. This room's looking a little table. unstable. Hey, Fred, nail it down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, ever, oh, the, the effect of that room was pretty awesome when all the torches lit up and all the skeletons came animated. It was freaking cool. Yeah. I'm probably spoiling the, the crowd out of things, but I'm not giving any major story content away here. I'm commenting on the atmosphere. The atmosphere. The atmosphere. And one of the puzzles at the end of that was kind of annoying. Trying to find the pieces for it. Mm. How did you do with it? Ah, just fine. I mean, it wasn't that bad. It only took me like 10 minutes. It's just still annoying how you had to do it. Mm. So I'm in the Soul Cairn now. And a very frustrating thing happened. I got this quest to go find a horse's skull. And okay. I saw this, this spectral steed. I'm like, oh, is it possible? Can I get that as an actual mount? So I started. I, I devoted my time to fi- finish this quest. It took me an hour and fifteen minutes to find this stupid skull. Now, Joe, you and and I and everyone here knows they're not going to give you that kind of a thing without it first being DLC, second charging you five dollars for it, and third having it for Xbox only, and fourth having PS3 wait a, a year for it. Zing. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Just pointing out there. <laughs> However, I, I kind of don't want to spoil this, but I did eventually finish the quest. I found the skull, and I'm conflicted here. I can't. Okay, really without say. spoiling anything, were your experta- expectations exceeded? Yes or not? And no. That's oh. the thing. Because it requires a certain amount of mana to do that certain thing that you get at the end of that <gasps> quest. And I'm not a vampire inside this soul cairn, so I don't have that kind of mana at all. Even uh-huh. not outside the, out of the soul cairn, I barely have that kind of mana. Dovakin, Dovakir. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yes, I get it all good times. <laughs> not a mana. No, come on, really? <laughs> start, damn it, start, come on. Shut down. Son of a beep, beep, beep. <laughs> that I don't like Solcarn. It's haunting and cool in a way. It's just boring. 
boring. Yeah, to me it was boring having to hunt down that stupid skull. I got lost so many times because everything else looks the same. Yeah, I, I could I could see that. I mean, uh, if you know, you you go in there for the first time. I mean, you you kind of need to you know get your bearings, and that that can be difficult to do in, yeah. in that area. I mean, there's some really cool effects like lightning hitting the ground around you, and some of that low laying fog. Definitely has that um, graveyard, post-apocalyptic type of feel. Mm-hmm. And it, it does kind of fit the bill, but it is boring in there. Well, maybe they wanted to say more with less. Probably. Maybe, maybe that was their design <laughs> direction. <laughs> now, I finished the main part of the quest reason you had to go in there in the first place. I was like, oh, good, I can get out of here now. No, no, more quests uh-huh. in here. So that's where I'm at. I'm doing the next part of that quest chain. Got two of the three down. Like they're nothing. And I've been using a lot of crossbows. Ever since last week, Dave said, talked about hinting at the possibility of new goodies for the crossbows. I've been nothing but playing with my crossbow and and wrecking (laughs) things. And it is hilarious watching skeletons fly 50 feet back on a crit. I love it. Oh my god. (laughs) I can't believe you mentioned that. I got got something on that later on too. (laughs) I was giddy. I was doing it again, hitting my slow time shout, using the crossbow. Pink, pink, pink. As soon as the slow time shout ends, you see skeletons just boom, flying everywhere. Love it. (laughs) Makes me giddy. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's all I got. Um, Yvonne, you struck my interest. What are you talking about? Oh, uh, yeah, great. All right, my turn. Um, So I I dusted off uh, my paladin, Yvonne, who was uh, level 31. And uh, started, you know, roaming around with him again. It had been a couple of weeks since I, I played him because I started my Brago character again. Remember, I'm doing the, the Virtuous Thief thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I, I, I missed my Paladin. So I uh, dusted him off, and my, my last save was um, right in front of uh, Isron. I think I was just about to start up another Dawn Guard quest. So <laughs> I... I get into this thing, right? I, I get the new, the next uh, step in the Dawn Guard quest chain. And then I turn around. I'm like, all right. So, you know, I'm trying to, like, get my bearings now. Like, where should I go? And where is this quest bringing me? And, you know, I'm just about to bring up the map. And I check that. I'm like, okay, I get my bearings straight. I'm all good. And I think to myself, like, gee, you know, what? Uh, I know I had a crossbow on me, but I forgot, like, what my other skills were. So I, I hit my mouse button. I pull my sword by accident. And I ended up like hitting a per uh, one of the uh, Dawn Guard NPCs as they were like walking past me just at just at that moment. I ended up so I pulled my sword and I hit them by accident as I'm like you know throwing my pad around the place over here. Sorry, <laughs> I hit them by accident and like I get jumped by the entire Dawn Guard. <laughs> so you're telling me you not you not only had a single fell but a double fell because it takes two mouse clicks to pull your sword exactly. and yes. swipe. Yep, total double fail. So this is what happens when you consume massive amounts of, of caffeine in one day. <laughs> come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, hit! <laughs> so um, that was an epic fail. So then I had to restart my game because they slaughtered me. <laughs> I had to restart. You know, I, I just, I just, you know, started from the same, the same uh, point again, and uh, started back up. And I, I had a laugh over that, so I wanted to share that. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> Um, but then instead of going to the next part in, in Dawn Guard, what I did was I, I figured, you know, I, I want to kind of like get my, get a, 
get a little more going with my my walkabout. I really, I really am in, enjoying. What I enjoy about this game is roaming around, finding like dungeons and, and caves, and just going in there and just clearing the content. I really feel like I'm not all that interested in in the quest chains and in and in the stories. Other than like the main one and the Dark Brotherhood was was absolutely amazing. But the other questions I've done like really aren't, you know, I mean they're good. I'm not saying they're they're poorly written. It's just doesn't really doesn't really excite me as much as just running through Skyrim and just finding stuff. So that's that's basically what I went to. Um was I fast traveled to some remote location and uh and just started roaming around. So what I did was I was all the way on the western portion of the map and started heading south, and uh, I came upon Gloam Reach Cavern. I've never found this place before, by the way. I mean, it's it's like hidden. Well, it's not hidden, but it's it's really off the beaten path. You guys like recognize this name or anything? Have you ever been there? Gloam Reach familiar. Cave. It sounds, sounds very familiar. familiar. Yeah, it's it, there's nothing like that great about it. It's just it's a bunch of farmer and uh, what do you call those things like churros, charros, churros, epic cockroaches, <laughs> chorus. No, the cockroaches, just big ones. Cockroaches, epic cockroaches. Yeah, Skyrim cockroaches, <laughs> Dover roaches. <laughs> <laughs> Only the best for the Dovahkiin. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, these things they they tear me apart, not because they hit hard. But because they they love throwing slime at me and, yeah, and spit, yeah, that thing oh, yeah. ticks down thanks for to, a lot of damage. Thanks to Dongard, we now have flying epic cockroaches. Yay! Yes, I nice. haven't seen those. They're higher level, so depends on your level when you'll see them. But I saw oh, them cool. in normal world where where normal with the normal cockroaches would normally be in in the normal dungeons. Mm-hmm. You got a couple flying ones in there. Oh God. I gotcha. Yeah, what nasty. is this I'm seeing in the notes? Uh, if Arwen thinks fat bottom girls make the rocking girl, <laughs> put that in there. <laughs> Probably Dave. Probably Dave. <laughs> Probably Dave. Probably. Probably. So, <laughs> so all right. So I, I go I go running in there thinking this is you know this is going to be uh, fun and interesting and and um, yeah it's just your it's, it was your basic cave but what what I ended up doing was I was fighting all of these Falmer. And um, I made it up to level 32 while I was in there, which is cool. Good for me. Um, and I've been noticing my, my sword's been critting a lot. So this goes directly to what I was, I was talking to you about, Joe. Now, inside this cave is like this um, natural spiral ramp that goes down into the, the bottom of it. And there's just like all water down there. Just a big, just a big puddle of water. So... As you start like walking down that that ramp, you automatically aggro like five Falmer. They just come out of a cave that's you know off to the side or something. So these guys come running up, and it's it's your normal group of Falmer. You got two guys with a with a sword and a shield, um, another two guys that's an archer, and then a mage. And these guys just come running up at me, and I'm trying to like stay clear of the mage because he's got this lightning spell, and the lightning just tears me apart rips me down so he's the one like keeping me back so i'm using my shield bashing the guys with with the bashing the melee guys cutting through them 
falling back a little bit because I'm getting hit by the um, by the the lightning, you know, strike of this this ridiculous farmer dude, and you know, it's aggravating the hell out of me because you know, if I just got up to him, like I'd be able to slaughter him in two hits, but I can't because the melee guys have me kind of like I don't know cornered almost. Uh, I'm since I'm on this this ramp. Like, there's really no way for me to like go around the melee guys and get to the the mage immediately. So I'm kind of like walking up the ramp a little bit using using my height to LOS the the mage down below and cutting through the guys as they run up to me. But as so the melee guys weren't a problem for me. It was the the two range guys at the bottom who were you know pinging me from from all the way down there and not not like running up to me. So I get all the way up to back to the top again. And these guys are, you know, hanging at me. They're they refusing to come. I'm using my crossbow. It's like doing zero damage because I have nothing in ranged at all whatsoever. <laughs> and uh, eventually I get those guys down too. I've got the mage left. I figure I've got my um, I've got the perk that uh, that adds like it you magic spells do less damage when you have your shield up. Like you can block. Old, you know, like a, a significant amount of the damage. I forget what the, the name of the perk is. Um, so I'm using that, right? Closing the distance on the guy. Finally get up to him. One strike of my sword not only kills him and one-shots him, which was awesome, by the way, but apparently like, I did so much damage that he like bounced off the ground, hmm. flew up in the air, <laughs> and then falls down dead in the puddle below us. <laughs> It was, it was one of those moments like I wish I had it on live stream or I was frapsing it or something because it was absolutely <laughs> hysterical. I'm, I'm now waiting. All the kill cams are, are epicness now. They need to get dual mob like kill cams. Something like out of the movie 300. You know, where he goes up there, stabs one of them through with his spear, turns around, swipes the next, cuts the next one's head off with a sword, and as he's doing that, he's spinning around while pulling the spear out of the first one, stabbing through two more. That would awesome. be pretty cool, actually. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> I want to pin two, like, I want to pin two things together with my arrows to the wall. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> a widget shish kebab. So, I, uh, I got to level 32 by the end of this. Um, it was much, it was deceivingly larger than I, than I thought it was. I thought this, this cave was going to be just, just the cave, but you get to the That's bottom of it. Said. Hey. Hey now. <laughs> I didn't think it'd be that big. Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> I get to the bottom of the cave, and then I get into Gloam Reach Hive, which was, you know, it was the same thing as as the cavern I was just in, so it was it was nothing nothing special. Um, I've got a perk that that lets me deflect arrows with my shield. So as soon as I deflect arrows off my shield, I don't take any damage from those arrows. It's an awesome perk to have if you if you have the the whole if you're doing the sword and board thing. It's really great. Um, but I hit like I said, like I keep mentioning. I hit level 32, so I um, I picked up uh, the perk matching set, which gives me a plus 25% armor bonus if I'm wearing a full set of heavy armor. And then apparently I had leveled up earlier and, and didn't spend my perk points, so I put, um, I put uh, my fourth point into shield wall. Four out of five. So I'm four out of five into shield wall now, and that gives me a 35% um, 35% 
bonus to my my block skill. So I'm pretty I'm pretty excited. I'm I'm critting with my one handed sword. My shield's a complete beast. Doing good. So I'm, I was uh, I was enjoying that. So I cleared through that and then um, I started falling asleep. So I had to turn the game off. So as you're becoming this walking tank, you decide to fall asleep. I was yeah. I well I didn't decide. My body decided, and uh, you know, good luck fighting that. You know? Yeah, it doesn't happen. <laughs> In this corner, the Z monster. That's it. That's uh, that's that's been uh, that's been the most interesting bits for my week. Dave, what about you? Um. Well, let's see. This week, I've been doing the same thing. Well, kind of. I've been trying to work toward that one skill that really makes my class sing, like a Varwin was doing. But this one for mine was the triple sneak damage with bows, uh-huh. <laughs> because I'm I'm sneaking with a crossbow. It, uh, the good news is, at the end of my play, I, I did finally get this right before my game froze for the first time uh, since I've got Dawnguard. I haven't had it freeze yet, but it finally did. And that was where I stopped playing. But before then, the first thing I did was when I hopped in game, I was in Dawnguard Keep. So I remembered something that you said last week, Joe. Mm-hmm. You talked about Dawnguard Keep having that little uh, dungeon in the back. Mm-hmm. It's like a cave. And at the end of it, yeah, there drop. are... What's up? Dead Drop Falls. Yes, Dead Drop Falls. And at the end of it, there's a a bunch of elemental arrows or bolts. bolts. Yeah. That, that place is cool. Just by itself, that place is cool. <laughs> I told you. I love that place. That was, that was actually... I'm probably going to go through that every single time that I go to to pick up the Dawn Guard quest and go up and through that place before I make a choice on which side no matter what. <laughs> that place that place is pretty cool. Um, then I devoted a lot of my time toward the Ethereum Wars Lost to the Ages questline and Joe, let me tell you, if you haven't actually got into that one oh my god. <laughs> no, I haven't yet. Oh my god. Let me tell you everything that happens and spoil it for you. You ready? I'm going to mute you right now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm not going to spoil it, but I will say this. There are tricks that you learn in the beginning of this questline that reappear throughout the questline. There are, are things that you have to remember how to do all the way through the quest. And there, this, this quest runs off of a drawn map. Like it literally the, they drew a map and there's no actual guide in game to point you directly to where you want to go until you're pretty much right on top of where you need to be. Oh, that's great. It sounds exactly like the kind of thing that I'd pull my hair out over. Oh man. I pulled <laughs> my hair out over it. It's like a stick figure map. Okay. Yeah. Next I'm, I'm missing a pigtail after this quest. But it was a damn good. It was a, a a damn good quest. The uh, let's see, man, the, the map is very confusing. First off, but they do have rivers drawn on it, so that's one thing I'm telling people. And it's not really a spoiler as much as a hint. Try to use the rivers to your advantage when you're trying to read the map, because that will oh. help you a lot. Now, at map the very end of the quest line, I got. A crazy item that I'm not going to explain on the show yet, but I've yet to figure out how to use it. So if anyone's actually completed this one, 
if you catch me, send me a message on on uh, Steam, and don't send in an email because Joe will get mad because you'll you'll spoil it for him. But catch me on Steam and tell me how to use this item that you get at the very end of it. Is it a talking dog with a Brooklyn accent? Thank God it is not. But they, oh man, <laughs> first off, I, 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 this quest, every battle along the way is epic. I swear, this quest was... I got my butt beat so hard during this quest. But it was worth it. It was really, really worth it. I swear I must have gone through probably 300 bolts in that last fight. Jeez. It was a beautiful quest. Beautiful. (laughs) I really can't wait to get into this thing. Yeah, it, it was very good. I leveled up a ton just by going through here. As I said, I was under-leveled, but I did get up to the point where I picked up the um, faster draw for my, my bows. I picked up the triple sneak damage. I picked up uh, that you don't set off traps when you walk over them. Is the I got, faster draw, is that is that worth it, the, uh, the, the trap thing and the faster draw? Because I've been... Oh, like, absolutely. Wondering. Yeah, well, I, at least for me, that's that's how I play. I, I love the fast draw. The fast draw helps me because I get in bad situations, quick draw, like, yeah. you know, every day. But um, the the standing on top of uh, I stand on top of traps a lot. Like I don't know if it's just uh, I'm like the Liz of Skyrim. I set off traps just like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so. No, I've always been hesitant to to choose that, and I never actually have chosen it. Um, but I've been hesitant to choose it because it, it's going to remove a part of the game that I find an interesting challenge. It removes a part of the game that I find killing me, so I'm fine with it. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> it's a detriment to his gaming health. So no. yeah, I don't live because of those traps. So, but at the end of the day, I, I am at a good point. I'm fairly leveled now. I think I'm in my late teens, early 20s. But I, I'm at a point where I think I could probably go back through this and not have a problem. I shouldn't have started this as early as I did. For real, y'all, okay. wait till your your late teens, early 20s, before you even start in on this happily. So uh, late 40s, I'll, uh, I'll take a little check around. With because uh, now that I'm 32, yeah, you I, uh, shouldn't have a problem with it. Shouldn't have a problem with it. Yeah, yeah, cool. But the cool thing is, like, even if you don't know if you're in the right place, one way that you can tell if you're in the right place during this quest line is you'll start seeing the books of the Ethereum Wars pop up around where you're at. Like you'll just find them hidden around, which kind of tells you, hey, I'm in the right place. Ah, so they're the breadcrumbs. Okay. They, they do put breadcrumbs just in case you accidentally come into the wrong place before you should be there. They have them there. But in, it actually ends up helping you know for sure that you're in the right place where you want to be during the quest. So that, that actually is a little bit of a help. Interesting. Joe, my, my interest has peaked on this. Yeah, I'm going to have to get in there and find it one of these days. <laughs> yeah. And that sea of quests I have. Oh, I know the feeling. Heck, I was PO'd when I was forced to finish the Mage College Quest chain to go further in Dawnguard. I haven't even started the Mage College Quest chain. What do you need for it for Dawnguard? 
there is a point when you have to go into the Mage College. Oh, right. And I couldn't get in there because I was at the end of the quest chain, and there's an incident where it locks you out of it until you finish it. Well, Joe, oh. all you have to do is pull up the console. <laughs> <laughs> Type in this command. You'll be right there. <laughs> That's nice. all right, though. I, I'm now the Archmage, which I don't even have an ounce of magic in my in any portion of that girl's body. <laughs> yeah, you must be the best Archmage ever. <laughs> <laughs> Lou, how was your week? Well, my week was pretty slow. Um Remember back, you know, last week I had the situation pop up, so my time was pretty limited, real life issues. And the second thing I am blaming, pointing the finger at it, is Tor. <laughs> Since, uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, keeping uh, up with the news stream and all that. <laughs> yes. Uh, I mentioned there on that show that I recently joined Imperial Guild, and so I've been spending uh, some of the free time I've had past week just catching up with them, hanging out with them, and getting to know them so yes it cut into my time however i will say that i just started dawn guard today <laughs> finally got around to it very good yeah yeah when Welcome i first logged side. in yes <laughs> actually on this character i am probably going to join the dawn guard and on nice. my other character on the uh more ranger type character i'm gonna have her join the join the vampires uh, I recommend the opposite direction. Oh, use the melee character I'm on now, go with the vampires? Yeah, because you'll benefit the most from that. Hmm. Yeah, between the health and the armor. on I mean, the decision's already made, but... Uh, I was going to yeah. actually rebirth um, Rogart, my two-handed um, red guard, who got mm-hmm. killed by... The only thing he gets killed by is painted cows. The I'm going to cow. use him yeah. for a vampire. Your two-handed BA of awesomeness? <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they introduced the... What is that? It's an undead version of the painted cow. Oh, great. Here we go. Load save file? Yes. Painted. <laughs> Ever seen a seven and a half foot red guard cry? Could you imagine you <laughs> if he goes vampire and there totally is like a, a cow that goes onto the side of the Dawn Guard? <laughs> Just waiting for him going, yes, I'm going to wait right here for Joel. We moo. recruited him instead of widget bean. <laughs> Chewing some curds, moo. Moo. <laughs> Harkon gets all pissed. It's yeah. like how could how could our vampire lord die from a cow? <laughs> That's my bane. I hate that thing so much. Painted cows like putting a you know a Rambo of uh, red bandana around, tying it in the back. It's like I'm waiting for you, widget. <laughs> Rogar, since he comes out, what's up, dude? <laughs> so I, I actually got there. Took a while to fan, find the damn entrance. <laughs> Zipping around. It's like, I see it on the map. All right, there it is. <laughs> Got in there, and I was just, you know, moving around, just checking everything out. And I must say, it, I do like, like Joe mentioned earlier, how the visuals have improved so much since it came out. And I just found myself just looking at everything first. So like, the first 15 minutes, just walk around, ignoring everybody. Like, yeah, don't talk to me. <laughs> Pretty sights, don't talk to me. Screenshot, screenshot, screenshot. <laughs> However, the 
best thing that happened, though, well, the funniest thing that happened first, though, when I first logged into the game, um, I don't know if you guys remember, I made that custom armor last week. Okay, from that set I downloaded. And this armor is an enchanted. So, of course, I have nothing on it. I'm in that armor. I log to the game. What's the first thing I hear above my head? I'm like, yo, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> Stupid. Ancient dragon. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm like, oh, oh, bleep. All right. Here we go. It just out of nowhere. It just drops right on top of me. Like, seriously, you plan this <laughs> the game random event. Just plan this properly. Just as I log in. And the thing just two shots me. It does that. The first time I loaded up the uh, the Dawnguard expansion, I was around Markarth looking for the uh, the quest start zone. And uh, I get zerged by, like, you know, five vampires all, you know, trying to suck my blood with their friggin' blood-sucking hand skill thing. I don't know what the hell that is. Away from me. Maybe hand like that? What is that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that's my wonderful introduction (laughs) for that. Getting just getting stomped by the dragon. Welcome back. Here's an ancient dragon. (laughs) You know, when I load the file again, like, all right... I'm just going to run. <laughs> I load the game, I just start running. Just in case it happens again, I run like a scared little girl into the nearest house. Swap <laughs> all my armor out. <laughs> like the coward I am. <laughs> yes, exactly. Brave, brave Sir Robin. I ran <laughs> into the nearest house I could find. <laughs> and then I pop out, and then I actually, he's like, all right, good. Nothing's happening. Cool. <laughs> so I head on out. I pick like up the... the- like, like the thief from Conan the, with uh, Conan the Destroyer. <laughs> exactly. No shame in running and living. <laughs> no right. shame in that. <laughs> uh, so I go in there. You know, I meet, you know, the head guy. And uh, I'm thinking to myself, wow, he's actually kind of got that tone with me. He's like, hey, do you know who I am? I'm the guild master of the Dark Brotherhood guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also the guild master <laughs> for the Thieves Guild. What have you done? Oh, that's right. It would really be it, nice if they did implement a way for that to actually affect the world after you did those. Yeah, I, 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 it would be nice for just any part of the game. You know, when, when you become Thane of any hold, it'd be nice for the guards to actually reflect that as opposed to just, I guess, you know, how some of them, you know, make fun of you, poke fun at you. That sort of someone thing. steal your sweet roll. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, someone steal your sweet roll. <laughs> no, no one stole my sweet roll, but someone's about to steal all your teeth because they're going to punch them down your throat. <laughs> I'm Thane, <laughs> man. <laughs> this Thane's about to kick you in the knee. That's right. Guard. Guard. There you go. So I just started picking up on that. And then... I also downloaded another mod last week, and this one I, I actually chokes me up, tear, um, because it actually is the mod that replaces the opening main menu music. Ah, uh, yes. This age of aggression. Yes, yes, yes. So now when I literally log into the game, I, I actually sit and listen to the entire song. <laughs> you know, because that, that song is just sung so beautifully by her. Like, I can't just not skip it. You know, I just have to listen to the entire thing. Yeah. And it gets me pumped up. I'm like, all right, I'm going to take over the world. <laughs> Terramiel is going to be mine. Let's do this. Yes, exactly. You know, the bar of Skyrim inspire me. I'm going to just kill everything in sight. 
But yeah, that's been my uh, my week. Cool. Hope Sounds like a fun filled week. Time. <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna go ahead and move on to the Tamriel Times. Confirmation by Imperial State: Dragon spotted in Riverwood. Yarl of Windhelm appoints a new thane. This is Tamriel Times, your source for news in Skyrim. And here we are in the Tamriel Times, your official and community news. Hearthfire, Ivarwin, tell us about That's that. right. Hearthfire is announced as second DLC, but fans jeer in its wake. Now, last week, Elder Scrolls Off the Record reported that a rumor started on Reddit had been circling around the internet like wildfire about an announcement of Skyrim's second DLC. This rumor was also speculated that it would be named Hearthfire, and due to the name's connection to the Black Ritual, that it summons undead, may involve a zombie invasion, and the ability to construct your own house. A rumor that we reminded listeners was, in fact, a rumor, and that uh, as re- that Bethesda had not really made any announcements to it. So, also, we stated that since the PS3 market hadn't received Dongar yet, this rumor was most likely false. Now, earlier in the week, as you all know, Bethesda has confirmed on Twitter that September 4th, Hearthfire will in fact be available on the Xbox 360. It'll cost 400 Microsoft points, so about $5. You you are able to build your own house, harvest resources, um, adopt children, okay? Additionally, you'll uh, you'll be able to purchase a plot of land protect your home from invaders as well this is great news a lot of people were happy however ps3 players see this as kind of like a slap in the face now just as soon as the announcement had been made a massive negative pushback flooded bethesda from people on twitter angry that the 360 would receive yet a second update and ps3 players are still waiting for dawn guard seeing the trend Elder Scrolls Off the Record asked Pete Hines, who's the Vice President of Public Relations at Bethesda, and I quote, Fans are upset over over Xbox getting a second DLC when PS3 hasn't seen Dawnguard. Do you have any reaction? Mr. Hines replied back, stating, We're working on multiple projects, even beyond those two things. The entire team doesn't work on one thing at a time, end quote. Even this late in the week, people are still firing back at Bethesda for the move. Elder Scrolls Off, and Rec- off the Record invited Pete Hines to join us on the show and better explain. However, Bethesda hasn't commented since. They're scared. I don't know about that. This whole thing is, is a couple of things. Like We had a, an email or two people saying, I get to laugh at you, you guys were wrong. No, not really. The guy on Reddit got the hearthfire right and he got the house right. Everything else? Eh. He had this huge list of conjecture that he was completely wrong about. Oh, yeah. That's why it's still a rumor. And this is not a DLC, guys. This is like a little... This is... All right, there's kind of three things of this I want to talk about really quick, if that's okay with you guys. Yeah, yeah, of course. For one, for the Xbox 360 guys, this is a great thing because they get to get a mod. Yes, this is nothing more than a mod. But on the downside, they have to pay $5 for this mod. PC guys... I'm not likely going to buy Hearthfire because we have mods that do the same thing and better. 
for free. Yeah. Exactly. The S3 guys are PO'd across the board because they are getting the, um, they're bending over and letting uh, Bethesda take it. Well, I mean, you know, look, I think as far as like where, where this is going, it, and, and by that, I mean, you know, what, what this, what this DLC actually is. Okay. It's, you're, you're buying a plot of land, you know, you're, you're going to be able to build your own house. Right? It's a tiny little thing. It's really, it's really nothing to get too crazy over. Even, even Bethesda itself is not really like getting too crazy over it. It's just, it's not, you know, second DLC in quotes. It's really just like a, an update, very similar and akin to the, the mounted combat update. Seriously though, this is this reminds me of everything of just a simple mod. It really yeah, is, well, right? Yeah, and yeah. you know, and like we said before, I mean, there are if Hearthfire, I mean, there are some amazing mods out there already. Not in the same, you know, like we all use like Dovahkiin Hideout, all right? Where That's exactly what that, I thought. That basement thing. However, there are other other mods out there already that allow players, PC players, to construct their own houses to begin with. And I'm sorry if Hearthfire doesn't match the quality of the community, what's already out there. I'm going to say it's a waste of my time if you look at it. So I, you know, it's the the thing is, is that it just hits at like a really bad time, you know. Um, you know, the 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 fact of the matter is is that the PS3 has been PS3 guys have been waiting for for Dongar to come out, you know, for quite a while. Uh, tensions are tensions are kind of high. Feelings are sore. Uh, originally, when Dawn Guard came out, you know, we all know what what Pete Hines said. You know, nothing had been announced for any other uh, uh, any other console other than the Xbox, and then everyone got all angry. And you know, then it, it finally did come out for for the PC. PS3 is still waiting. They finally got the you know PS3 finally got their update um, for America. For uh, for the amount of combat thing, so I mean things have just been really really slow, and and people have been you know really upset over over how how PS3 has been accepting um, these updates on a very slow basis, which we had said last week is not really Bethesda's fault, a hundred percent. Okay, it, a lot of this is also on Sony's shoulders, which which Pete Hines even said, look, you know it it was submitted, and. We're waiting on word from Sony, and um, as I'm looking now, there's a thing on the forums from um, um, G staff saying as well that you know it was submitted. We're working close with them. We don't have any other updates. It's really in Sony's hands, as far as Dawn Guard is concerned for the PS3. So you know, it's just, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, okay, an extra pack of DLC for the Xbox. So it just really looks and sounds awful. Can I can I interrupt on this? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Um, I actually I have a lot to say on this one. Um, The first thing is one thing that has been getting better is they become more transparent since Dawngate. Yeah, they have. They've been talking a lot more, which is good. I understand it's a bad situation, and it's one of those situations that has to get worse before it gets better. But here's what I think: what's going to get better? Back in May. There was a, a meeting that that uh, Bethesda told, you know, big uh, media groups that the first two DLCs had to be ported to the the Xbox 360 first, and 
from then it would take, I think they said what their exclusivity for 30 days. Yeah. This could be Bethesda saying, okay, we don't like how this turned out with the Xbox. We're going to get out of this contract by throwing this out really quick. This could, if they can call it a DLC for the 360, this could be their out for when I don't what what's the other one they called uh, Dovahkiin when they make the, the Dovahkiin expansion for it Dragon to actually Board. come out Dragonborn yeah. thank Dragonborn yeah this could be their way to get out of the 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 grips of Microsoft to so when they get it actually to Dragonborn they can release it on all consoles at the same time that being said you know that's the the perfect hypothetical obviously there are a few problems with the PS3. But it, to me, it looks like they're actually trying to work through it. I mean, you can ask Joe. Joe, programming doesn't get done in one day, does it? Not a chance in Hades. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if they're having problems, at least they're saying, hey, bro, we're having problems. We're fixing it. It'll be out as soon as possible, and it will be out. That's yeah. the, good, the good news. It will be out. You know, at least they're finally saying that. And, and yeah. I understand this is, comes a long reach from where I used to stand on this, but I'm just happy about them speaking out about what's going on. And hypothetically, they could be done and over with this whole exclusivity crap once this comes out. So I'm happy about that. Yeah, that's why that's why we threw out the uh, the invitation to Pete Hines because you know I, I know I know he does the best he can with 140 characters on Twitter, but you know the guy could call a game Game Informer anytime and be like yo listen uh negative pushback over here would you mind just doing a quick thing with a quick interview with me so we could just get the real word out on this okay fine and they have a a huge broad you know worldwide uh reach um game informer but the fact is is that's not happening so you know we invited him on the show and and asked like you know in in the spirit of we understand you know you're you're not getting across the message you probably want to get across why don't you just come on our show and we'll let you get that message across to at least the people who listen to us. And then, you know, word will spread. But, you know, I, I agree with you, Dave. Like it's just, well, it I don't just think sounds- that anyone from Bethesda can come out outright and say, Hey, we're doing this to hop some red tape with, with Xbox. I don't think you'll ever hear that, but no, but they could at least, you know, come out and say that, Look, without use without being confined to 140 characters on Twitter, they could at least come out and and say, uh, you know, on the show, you know, we submitted it to to Sony. Um, this is this is the problem that we're having in our studio. It, it really became an issue. We worked through it. We submitted it to Sony. They um they we've been working with them. Their process is kind of lengthy, so we've had to you know do X, Y, and Z as well. And you know it's in the works. You know, so I mean, you know, it, it, we at least extended the invitation for them to for them to say that because you know we understand that that uh, there's some things here that a lot of other people are not understanding because you know feelings are raw and tensions are kind of high off of off of the late you know off of Dawngate being a month ago and. And now this comes out, and it's great that you know they release when something's ready. They release it and release news, 
but at this particular moment in time, considering you know current events and or recent events, it's it's just it kind of hits the nerve the wrong way with a lot of fans, and I just it, 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 to a degree I kind of feel bad for them. You know, to wrap this up really quick, one thing that that's, we've been skirting on the entire time is that this is actually a fantastic thing for Xbox. I'm extremely yeah. happy they are getting this because it's going to open up something that they've been declined for not being able to have mods. Um, mind you, and the $5 price tag means it is officially DLC, which means that they can be out of their contract now with this. Mm-hmm. If they give it away for free, it would just be an update. With the $5 price tag, it becomes officially a mini DLC, which still applies. Um, it's a great thing for Xbox 360 players. I, I think it's fantastic for them. I won't be buying on PC because, like I said, I can get that stuff for free. But, um, and I, I really hope that they get Hearthfire out shortly after Dawnguard for PS3. That thing would be fantastic. And get well, it to that's why. Well, maybe not Hearthfire, but Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> I need to give them something for free. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. You know what I'd like to see? Now, now, smack me if I'm wrong, and I probably am not, but uh, I'd like to see them bundle. Dragon or uh, Hearthfire and Dawnguard together for the PS3 and keep it at a low price for them. Uh, Dave, you're right, but can I hit you for being right? No, no, I'm going <laughs> to hit him for being nothing in it through. If that's the case, they're still under contract by Microsoft, so that means that uh, PS3 players are going to, if they bundle it, will have to wait another month at least before Dawnguard. You know, I like this thing that I see in the chat room. One of uh one of the one of the guys in the chat room had mentioned that one of our tweets made it to Kotaku. What? Yeah, I'm just I'm seeing this now. It's up here in the chat room. But yeah, like that that I don't know, I, I can't find it. it. Was it was in the it was in the stream. I don't know. Whoever whoever can you re, can you like repost that in the chat room please? And then we'll uh, we'll get to it. But yeah, like that was that, that was definitely said in, in the in the chat room. I'd like to I'd like to vet that, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> what about our next news story, Barwin? Sure thing. All right, update 1.7 for PS3 arrives in Europe. Finally, this week, the PS3 crowd in Europe has been given the 1.7 title update. The arrival of the patch, which also contained 1.6, the mounted combat update, was announced on Twitter earlier in the week, is also the update needed for Dawnguard to run on platforms. With this update, Dawnguard is within inches of the PS3 market here in the U.S. and in Europe. So this definitely looks, uh, it's promising. Yeah, this is the big move step. Yeah. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. At least they're getting it now. Yeah. All right. Gentlemen, that is it for our news stories. Is there anything else you want to mention really quick before we head on? No. Alrighty, we're gonna we'll be right back for the battered mare. Welcome to the battered mare. What can I get you? And here we are in the Bannered Mary, your roundtable discussions. What kind of nugget do you have for us today, Varwin? Oh, quite the nugget indeed, good sir. Quite the nugget indeed. <laughs> so, all right. Bethesda has stated in the past that when DLC is ready, it gets released. Even if that means releasing to just one platform immediately and letting others wait until their version's complete. 
So, our question today is, is it good business sense to release DLC to a few before all have access to it? Is it good for public relations? Is it immature for consumers to be upset when DLC is released to a small market before a large market has access to it? Uh, this is a loaded question. Um, well, you could probably you could probably pick out how I feel about each one of these questions based on how I worded them. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little bit. But um, I think it is a little bit immature for PlayStation. I don't mean to say use the word immature, but a little bit um, jumping the gun for PlayStation Three players to be this upset about the release of Hearthfire. The fact that yeah, Dongar is taking forever, and we know. Trust me, we know. Yeah, but they are working on fixing it for you guys. I mean, it's better to wait a few months to get a working DLC that's going to hopefully be majority bug-free than to have a broken one early that you can't even play. Right. I guess I guess what, I, what I'm really trying to say here is, as far as the, the question of maturity for, for consumers to be upset about DLC being released to a small market before the larger markets get it, First of all, that that was inspired by a tweet that that Pete Hines did say um, in answer to someone who was who was asking with with attitude, mind you. All right, this person asked Pete Hines, um, you know, why were they releasing Dawn Guard in that manner? And and um, he kind of said, like, you know, so it's a better idea to just you know not release it until it's available for everyone. Like that doesn't make any sense. And his tone kind of sounded like he thought the person's thought process was was immature, um, or at least that's that's what I had you know, ex- you know extrapolated from it. That's what I that's what I got from it. Um, oh, you mean like every other game company in the world who actually releases most of their DLC for every market, except for the ones that sign with Microsoft for you know a few months? Right. Is that? I mean, is it is it valid for for consumers to be upset by that? Is that a valid feeling, or is that you know is that like an immature thing? I don't feel that it's immature to when you see, you know, the other side is always greener. It's that, that feeling of when the person next to you gets the cookie and you don't. That's what's going on. Well, it's a little, little different this time than it was with Dawngate in that they are communicating. This is an actual problem. It's not like they have the cookie and they're just not giving it to you. That's not right. what's going on here. If that was what was going on, like it was with Dawngate then you could be upset. This is one of those situations where they they physically can't give it to you. It's not that they don't want to give it to you. It's that they, they do want to. It's they don't have the capability to yet. I think um, without, without drawing a, a specific case with this question, I think that because it, it is, it is very much reliant on the answer to this question changes depending on on it's on very the scenario. Situational. Yes, oh yeah, without is. a doubt. I mean, you know, I kind of think that you know, Joe and Dave. I think you, the both of you are right. You know, in Joe's case, you know, he did say like every company does this, and in you know, with with Dave, I Dave, I kind of think that you know, with Hearthfire, you know, it, it's it's different with Dawnguard. It'd be it's kind of the other way around, um, but ultra like just on the cuff of this this whole thing without without any kind of case being being pointed out um i do think yeah it is it is a little immature for for consumers to be upset when when dlc is is 
kind of dulled out to one platform and other platforms have to wait. I mean, that's just kind of it's just kind of the way it goes because you're dealing with different companies and different thought processes. In the case of Dawn Guard, I don't really think it was it was immature because of the way that that communication was before Dawn Guard and then afterward, you know, the fallout from from knowing it would be handled in this manner. Lou, what what do you think about it? It is a loaded question, and there are pros and cons to both sides. In the end, though, we all have to remember, as consumers, you know, we're paying for a service, and this is a business. All right, Microsoft paid Bethesda the extra money for exclusivity, so we have to remember that. You know, this is an agreement that they entered to, you know, wholeheartedly. Now they're honoring it. The communication during the whole episode with Dawngate. Yeah, that I think is the biggest sticking point that Bethesda is learning from. All right, the way that it was mishandled, okay, and how things were interpreted and misinterpreted, and it, you know it just carries a bad taste over into Hearthfire. Okay, it, is it immature for customers to be upset? Well, maybe concerned. You know, if you're concerned about it, speak to Sony. All right, tell them, hey. Get on the ball here. You know, Microsoft is your, one of your biggest competitors. Get in there with them. Get in the ring with them. Compete for the same exclusivity with Bethesda. Okay, because, you know, this is a great game, and, you know, you want their studio to carry it and get it out to their customers. You know, but there are proper ways to voice your concern. And I'm sure a lot of people in the heat of the moment are just firing off comments left and right, which they may regret later on. But, you know... If you're angry about it, if you're concerned about it, just let your manufacturer know. Like, tell us Microsoft, hey, stop that crap. Or tell Sony, get on the ball, get with it. All right, right. take out Microsoft. Okay, get us ex- exclusivity next time. All right, because again, in the bottom, in the end, it's a business. Microsoft won the day. All right, they beat Sony out. All right, they beat PC owners out. They could, you know, and they got it for them. <clears throat> now, Pete Hines just needs to work on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a separate matter. <laughs> yeah, he's doing a better job now than he was back then, but you know what? He could still learn a bit more and work the community better. I mean, you are the PR guy. You should know how to work the community, not piss them off. <laughs> now, uh, Joe, um, what do you think about about the idea that you know they, they work on when, when mods get mods? When DLC is finished, it gets released to whomever can can accept it. Do you think it's it's a, a a better a good business practice to do that, or do you think it would be better to wait? And from the PR side of it, like, do you think it's a good business practice to to release, or would it be better to wait? It's, it, well, it, it really depends on the circumstances. In most cases, uh, if yeah, it's fine just to get it out there, but. The way Bethesda has handled it, I think, is a little bit screwy. Uh, when it came to Dongar in particular, the 30 days for um, the Xbox came out. We know we all were aware that they had a, a one-year deal, or yeah, they had a two-DLC deal for exclusivity for 30 days. But to come out and not even give us any kind of hint to release date after the 30 days and leave everyone hanging was wrong. To give us no information whatsoever was completely wrong. PS For PS3 and PC users. But then... They don't even have Dongard release for PS3. This is where it gets into the bad range, where it could have been good. 
And the bad range is they don't have Dongard or anything like that released for PS3. They are just releasing 1.7 <clears> for crying out loud for European. And now they've gone out and said, oh yeah, here Xbox Race, so you guys get something more. While everyone else is still waiting. That's where it gets bad. That's alienating 50% of their player base. What about you, Dave? I couldn't agree more uh, with Joe. Alienating anyone? You alienate one person, he's going to go tell 10 of his friends. And that's going to go on and on and so on. You're not just you know, only pissing off the people who don't have the Xbox. You're pissing off Xbox players too by doing this. Because they have friends who play on other consoles. This isn't making friends. This isn't how you play nice. And I realize it may be under contract, but I think that Bethesda, if they see another contract pop up like this, they're going to think twice. I really believe they're going to stop and say, hey, bro, we don't want this. Do you think Do you think Bethesda is, because that's, that's kind of like the PR side of it, but do you think Bethesda is like, you know, doing better and making more money by doing it this way? It's, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's programming. It's it's making a game. Money talks. The faster they can get money in, the higher ups believe that oh, this is worthwhile for us to just let them program. They knew that this would be a big thing for Xbox. That's their biggest group. They'd make a ton of money off of it. That goes and hits their ex- executives. Their executives say, "Oh, this is awesome. Okay, well, you guys keep doing this. Get it out to the other markets as well." They're seeing that money come in from this. They're going to react the executives at least are going to react positively towards seeing that income. And at the end of the day, programmers are on a schedule, no matter if they can get it to work or not. If they can't get it to work by the end of the schedule, it gets scrapped. So they probably did the ones that they had to do first and put all their time and effort into those to make sure that they could come out on time under contract. Okay. What about you, Lou? Well, just my opinion, but in a perfect world, you know, I would like for businesses like Bethesda to actually have everything set for all the platforms. They know they're popular on these three platforms, the PC, the Xbox, and PS3. Okay, I, I would like for them to say, you know, if any game comes to say, hey, you know what, we have these three, three systems, let's make sure we're a go on all three. You know, that way we hit our entire market at the same time, and we're not potentially alienating or, or angering our customers you know, for a slip up like this, or because of this, you know. So, in a perfect world, right? Yes, in a perfect world. But I also <laughs> understand the fact that, but there's a, you know, in the end, is a business. They shook hands with Microsoft, and this is what they did. Um, but I really would have thought that they would have had all the kinks ironed out with, for example, with Sony, saying, "Hey, you know what? This is coming out. You know, be prepared for it." We're giving you the code now. Here, work on it to work for the PS3. You let us know when you're ready, and then we'll, you know, we'll get in touch with Microsoft. We'll make sure it's tuned for the PC, and everyone gets to start the race at the same time. Right. See, now that's why I asked this question because it's a double-edged sword. Because what's good for one side is actually awful for the other, and if they went the other way around, it'd be the exact same thing, just reversed. You know. Um, they they're releasing to the Xbox because that's their largest market. So that's where their their biggest money draw is going to come from. And on the business end, that's that's the best thing to do. But public relations wise, like this has been a nightmare. You know, I mean, look, you know, Pete Hines is he's 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 a human. Okay, he's a human being, and and I, I know his job has got to be difficult. And I, 
but I mean, you can tell like he's he's getting a lot of flack the last you know basically good last half of the summer over all of this stuff that's been going on. And the, you know, the guy's pulling his hair out over it. I'm sure he is. So like he's got to deal with this this public rela- relations you know nightmare um, of releasing to the 360. So I mean, you know, they're they're getting the money that they need and they want. Okay, that's great. But at the same time, like it causes a, pu- a public relations nightmare. If they flipped it around and they released it to everyone at the exact same time, sure, the public relations thing, yeah, everyone would be happy. But DLC would not get released in a timely manner at all, and their sales would suffer too. Because you know, I remember before Dawn Guard came out, everyone was getting really angry. Like, you know, this game's been out for so long. How come we don't even have a single piece of DLC yet? Like that would still continue. Like we would still have vanilla version of Skyrim mm-hmm. now because the PS3 European market is not even ready for Dawnguard. It's just, just this week now ready for Dawnguard. So like we would still be waiting for this. And it's because of Sony. So you know that that side of it like the most of the, if they handled their public relations well that side of it would be okay, but they're not getting the extra money. And then at the same time, like how many people are going to digest that effectively and well, and still want to spend their money with Bethesda like that, that may not even occur. So they might, they still might even lose sales. So that's why I brought the question up. I thought it was just interesting to just kind of, you know, go through the, the motions with each other and just kind of, you know, talk about it. Fair enough. I think that's going to wrap up this segment and we're going to move on to the crafting table. And here we are in the crafting table, your mods and other game enhancements. What do we got today, sir? Well, this one is uh, quite the uh, quite the interesting mod. It is called Aether Nautics, a space travel mod by Pasta Space. Aether Nautics, A E T H E R. Nautics, N-A-U-T-I-C-S, if you uh, decide to look this up in, in the, uh, the uh, Skyrim mod thingy. Jake, someone help me out. The workshop, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the workshop. The okay, mod getting so, placed. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Aether Nautics, a space travel mod. Uh, while time has done its work on the Altmer and Imperials, their ancient starships lost to history and apathy, there have emerged rumors of the third race, the Dwimmer, and their lost practices. They say in the deep mountains lies an enormous ruin holding within a fantastic ship capable of traveling to other worlds and to an adventure worthy enough to fight their way through the defenses of this lost complex and reactive reactivate this machine. It'd be an unimaginable treasure. The last Aether ship, a worthy prize for mage and warrior and thief alike. So, you actually get a spaceship with this mod. <laughs> what? <laughs> a spaceship in Skyrim. <laughs> Features a large open dungeon for the player to explore oh, filled with traps. Uh huh. People Dave? were giving me crap about flintlocks, and now this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> spaceships, bro. Spaceships and Skyrim. <laughs> 
in a world where flintlocks and spaceships coexist. Uh, a, a large open dungeon for the player to explore filled with traps, lava, and a new type of centurion. An unmarked quest to discover and reactivate the lost Aether ship. A new type of weapon. Harbecue buses. Which are guns, basically. All right, You get five available types can be found and come complete with rifle sounds and effects. The available types <laughs> the available types are the omic, the heavy, the standard, the magmatic, and the ethereal. Uh, once you reactivate it, the player may use the Aether ship as their own. It comes complete with cargo and docking bays, engineering and maintenance shafts, weapon systems, and even a full bridge with a captain's chair. Make a show. <laughs> nice. Take us out number one. Check us out. Uh, Wharf is not included. The ship may also be used as a player home, and quarters are provided with basic services. The ability to use your ship to call down an orbital strike. The ability. Nice. <laughs> this thing is ridiculous. This is too OP. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm going to find this. <laughs> so the next time you get knocked into orbit by a giant, you can just get into your ship and call down an orbital strike and bury him into <laughs> oblivion. <laughs> this is what I imagine their guns to sound like, actually, if you bear with me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the ability to use your ship to travel to other planes, such as Sothasil and Masser, one of Nern's moons. Your very own space helmet and space suit, courtesy of the last Dwimmer Aethernauts. Aethernauts. Oh, wow, this is just so outlandish, it's not even close this to being is, funny. This is horrible. <laughs> I like that. A new, type of, a new type of Centurion. I wanted to look at the Battlestar Galactica Centurions. Dave showed <laughs> me awesome. Dave showed me a link to a mod today that's in development that is kinda like this, but way more awesome. The Super Mario. Yes, the Super Mario mod. When this one comes out, we got to feature it. But yes, guys, I feature this one. Imagine a a a mod that makes the world look like Super Mario 3D. And put wow. your Skyrim character in it. When you die, it does the Super Mario sounds. You know, when you <laughs> jump, it does the <laughs> <laughs> everything. Wow. Do you have a link for this? Yeah, let me let me get it. Yeah, toss the link in Skype. I'm gonna we'll talk about that next week in in detail if there is in it, if there is more. Um, okay, and your mini mod idea, guys. Uh, Underworld Dawnguard Blue Vampire Eyes by Alexandros. This mod changes the eye color of all vampires in the game to look exactly like the very blue and very bright eyes you see in the Underworld movie series. You can choose from blue, bright blue, and green. Also, werewolves' eyes have been changed as well to the dark black lichen eyes that you see in the movie. It's a must for any Underworld fan in Skyrim. That is Underworld Dawnguard, Blue Vampire Eyes by Alexandros. Nice. Pair that up with the Kate Beckinsale mod. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, it actually would, would work with the Kate Beckinsale mod, actually. Excellent. Get some tight leather mod going on as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Giggity. 
Wouldn't a Viramod? I know. We all for sure you are. What I, I thought I saw like an Alvira outfit mod somewhere. I think that was though not through um, uh, Steam Workshop, but through the other one. I want yeah. Elvira as a companion. I want to be able to walk into into uh, one of the inns, and she's like standing right there with her red velvet couch, like laying on the red velvet couch. And you I like ask her. That's actually out there. I think on on Nexus. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Really? <laughs> I think there is an Elvira mod out in Nexus. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. That's hysterical. <laughs> All right, guys, let's go ahead and move on to the Elder Scroll. fragment of time, a piece of creation, a record of history, history itself, the Elder Scroll. And here we are in the Elder Scroll, luring with Lou. Lou, why don't you lure? Okay. Loring, lore out. Today, I'd like to cover, really briefly, the Sigic Order. Sweet. I've been waiting for this one. Mystics, monks, mages, where tradition is all. Now, the Sigic Order, they are the oldest existing monastic order on Tamriel. Their earliest recorded mention is in the year, in the first era of year 20. And it's by a Breton sage named Bornet who would travel to the home city of Arteum to meet with a Sigic rite master named Asiasis. Now, the Sigics were founded by the early Altmer. Yes, that's right, the Elves. Long, long time ago, they first ventured upon and settled in the lands of the Somerset Isles in the great big archipelago that's there. Now, during this time, they had a movement to change what they were worshipping. Okay, they initially... They were uh, moving from a pure ecumenical ancestor worship, worshiping their ancestors, ancestor worship. Um, they began worshiping only the ancestors that were claimed by the elite of the Altmer society. Now, from there, this is where the traditional Admir pantheon of the Aedra emerged. Right. However, there was a group of distant Altmer elders that rejected this change, and they left the Somerset Isles and they settled on the nearby island of Arteum. Once there, they began to refine and teach and keep what they call the old ways, or what we know in the game world as mysticism, to students who are willing to learn. Now, an entrance or initiation in the Sigic Order is not widely known. The Order chooses members, and I quote, by a complex ritualized method not understood by common people, unquote, as the Sigic would say. However, even though the Sigics are extremely reclusive, their order can be instantly recognized by a particular ornament they wear gray cloaks and members of the order often refer to this so the Sil was once rumored or he was known to be a friend of the Sigics and it's not known whether or not he actually was a member of that order as a member of the order you know you have to remain faithful to the old ways and by this members believe the spiritual world is always watching got my eye on you 
and a loyal gray cloak will always perform what's known as the rites of Moita on the second of Hearthfire and a vigil on the first of second seed in order to empower the spirits and debilitate the unclean spirits. So that's how they keep balance in the world. You know, appease the spirits, don't don't piss them off because we all know what happens, right? <laughs> Too bad there aren't any Ghostbusters in Skyrim. Now their training leaves them no room for failure. Failure means at best expulsion from the order if you survive. <laughs> and yes, we know where this is going, or death by whatever training, whatever rites or incantations you were being you were practicing at the moment. Now one thing to remember about the Sigic Order is even though they are finally out there, okay? They are opposed to the Thalmor. They believe that their goal of returning the Outmare to the former glory is a lie. And what they really want is power over all of Tamriel and its various races. Hmm. Suspicious, isn't it? Now, yeah, one of those famous people that represent the Order is Venus Galarian. Sound familiar? At the beginning of the Second Era, it's Galarian and his followers and his you know fellows and his peers they would create and establish the Mage Guild of Tamriel. Now, what isn't really widely known is that the greatest enemy of the Order was once Galarian's best friend, his equal in knowledge mysticism, and one of the Order's most renowned members, Manny Marco. We also know him as the first Lich of Tamriel, or the Worm King, as cursed upon by Galarian for his practice and refinement of the art of necromancy. That's right big bad dude who refined it and made necromancy what it is today in the Elder Scrolls universe. And lastly, the Sigics are also known as counselors to royalty. Because of their wisdom and accrued knowledge through the eras, remember, first era, onward, various kings, queens, rulers, yes, and the emperors have always welcomed a member of the order in a court for advice. Although lately, for the empire, the last four emperors, most notably Uriel VI, Maratha, Pelagius IV, and Uriel VII always held some suspicion in the back of their heads about the Sigic Order and actually refused to have any members of their order represent, you know, be represented within the imperial court. Now, that's the Sigic Order in a nutshell. Hopefully, you all enjoyed it. Look them up. On the wikis, they have quite a lot to do with the world and their influence on it. Very good. Let's move on to the town square. Hear that? Something's going on in the town square. And here we are in the town square. Your emails and iTunes shoutouts. The first email comes in to us from John A. What's up, podcast dudes? I'm here What's to live- up? Delivered <laughs> to you some fantastic tips about Skyrim. It's been many months since Skyrim came out, and there are some things that most people still don't know, like how the weight of a bow determines the draw speed, or how different races have different sizes scales, different size scales, and how it's de- how this determines things like running speed and melee damage. Thanks for the podcast. Bye. Well, thanks, John. I mean, that was uh, that was a whole bunch of stuff I didn't know. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I never had. I never saw a difference in my draw speed. I'm just pew pewing like mad. <clears throat> but I could see that in some ways. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that'd be cool. Then. Yeah, I, I didn't know they put so much into this game. Just the tiny little things you could you could learn about this game for years and not know everything. But yeah. that is awesome to know. 
Yeah. Hidden racial abilities, pros, cons. We're choosing Argonian or a Khajiit. <laughs> I don't think there's a pro for choosing a Khajiit. Except what? for pooping in the sand. Are you kidding me? You can poop in the sand wherever you want. You don't get in trouble for it. <laughs> great. Who needs an outhouse? Yeah, just pull out the uh, just pull out the race card. Like, sir, you're pooping in the sand. I am Khajiit. This is what we do. I let him go. All right, Khajiit. <laughs> How about you go into the uh, next email? All right, this one comes from Kyle, and he says, "Hello, ESOTR. Kyle here yet again. Two weeks ago, I emailed you about Dawnguard on PS3. Now that Hearthfire was officially announced, I am officially done with Bethesda." They would have uh, they would have told us if Dawnguard was being certified by Sony or something like that, and yet while they're still trying to give us Dawnguard, they go and announce Hearthfire. What do you guys think about this? I just I just I just don't trust Bethesda slash Sony anymore for giving providing good RPGs on PS3 that don't get neglected. Thanks for reading, Kyle. Yeah, I mean, Kyle, I I, I can understand you know the your frustration. Um, this is actually one of many emails we got with this kind of preparation. Yeah. We yeah. got a more, couple more down the road to talk about too. Um, I I mean I think it's it's going kind of far though to say that you don't trust Bethesda or Sony anymore for for providing good RPGs. I mean I I think I, I think the quality of their game really can't be argued. Everything else, of course, can be debated, um, but you know. Just hang in there, buddy. Um, you know we'll we'll get through all this together. And you know I'm I'm sorry again that you know the PS3 has taken so long to finally uh, get their get their DLC and and whatnot. Well, let's uh, break that up for a half a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave, want to do the next one? Absolutely. This one comes from Stephen T. It says, I have an idea to expand your mod. It goes with my favorite podcast you guys discontinued. You can actually (laughs) add a dungeon quest dungeon and even add new characters like the old man. Uh, This is my favorite podcast and I still listen to them today. It would be cool to have to rescue Boone from the tomb with the ghost of the old man. Stephen T. That'd be freaking hilarious. (laughs) What are you talking about? Yeah, Steven, this wasn't discontinued. Um, it was on hiatus. Yeah, just yeah. on hiatus. That's it. It's coming we're, back, we promise. We're, we're, we're going to release a Dungeon Quest 4. It's coming. The Dungeon uh, Master's on sabbatical, that's why. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's the problem. <laughs> we, we Boone had to recharge his holy spells, so it takes a little while. <laughs> a few months. <laughs> <laughs> They're actually waiting on me to come back from Tahiti. I took the summer off after dealing with that idiot. I'm right here, Grandpa. Oh, Grandpa. All right, Lou, you want to get the last, last email, I mean? I guess I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> In case you already know, Beth Block confirmed Hearthfire DLC. It's going to be on Xbox September 4th, which makes me so mad. That's how the person wrote it. So mad. I'm a PC player, but if Dawnguard does not come out for PS3 by then, God help us all. It's a horrible idea to tell everyone that Xbox will get their second DLC in a week when PS3 has not even gotten their first. It's like having a second helping of cake before some people have had their first. I really hope, as Joe said, PS3 gets Dawnguard for free. Also, on a side note, 
if you could live in the Star Wars universe or the Elder Scrolls universe, what would you choose and why? Thanks. Your very upset friend, John M. P.S. I hope Dave had some nice things to say about this. Oh, let me get started. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Their second DSL in a week, DLC in a week. Uh, I think you got your timetable a little bit wrong. Yeah, it's a month from now, ain't it? No, it's a, it is a week two from now. Two months. Oh, it's two, is it? Well. No, it's next month. Oh, it's I, a week. I, never mind. Never next mind. Next week. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I, yeah. there are a lot of people who feel this. I mean, g- guys, Joe, how do you feel? Do you think that they, that honestly, that Bethesda should have just waited until they had all their ducks in a row with Dawnguard before they even announced Hearthfire? Yeah. That's so what I said in the previous, what, back in the Better Mare? Yeah, well, I, you know, just <laughs> clear enough. <laughs> Reiterating here. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I th- a lot of people feel the same way. They should have gotten their ducks in a row before they even started on this. Yeah, I think we pretty much said as as much. I mean, yeah. we were we were shocked in the, the the previous episode. We had said, you know, I, I don't think this is this this is rumor is gonna it bears any fruit because to be honest, it's they it haven't was even, a bad idea. Yeah, and <laughs> here we go. You know, a week later, it's like really, guys. <laughs> you know, yeah, good move. As for Elder Scrolls or Star Wars, it'd be Elder Scrolls for me because I love the fantasy. I love fantasy a lot more than sci-fi. Yeah, you know what? As far as I'm concerned, I would have to go with um, I'd have to go with Skyrim, Elder Scrolls, for the same reason. You know, Star Wars is awesome and all, and I and I and I love it. But um, I mean, Star Wars never gets a break. There's always a war going on. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Like that's annoying after you know a couple of centuries. <laughs> oh God! Personally, I'm a Star Wars freak. I'm not even kidding. This is my first Elder Scrolls game. I mean, I love it, but I'm I'm definitely in the Star Wars side of things. Does that make me a bad person to say that on the Elder Scrolls show? I don't think you're thinking of it the right way. Okay, think of it this way: in in Skyrim, you can leave your cabin with your bow and arrow, shoot a deer, drag it back, cut it, skin it, eat. In Star Wars, you have to make sure that the food replicator is working right, and if it doesn't, you starve. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. The last time I played a Star Wars game, I cut a guy's head off. Okay, well, what last about time the last I played another Skyrim Skulls game, I could have got. Huh, this has become a quandary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Liz in the chat room wants to know what about Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars, go away. Star Wars. Star Wars. Don't, don't even bring Star that Wars. trash in here. Go away. Yeah, do I want to uh, set my phaser to kill, or do I want to just turn on a, on a, on a laser right, sword right. and kill? Lou, did you answer this question yet? Huh? Did you answer what? this question yet, Lou? Oh, no, yeah, I was about to. It for me, I'm with I'm with Dave. I am a Star Wars fan all the way. Virtual um, high five, bro. That's right. <laughs> I love the epicness behind the Star Wars universe. I mean, Elder Scrolls, the entire saga is epic in its own regard. But for me, I'm a big sci-fi nut, big sci-fi geek, and just the age-old conflict between good versus evil Can't, doesn't get any better than Jedi versus the Sith. So, yeah, that's it for me. All right, next email from Liam. He says, hey, guys, Liam here. I just want to know something. If all the dungeons in Skyrim were put into Elder Scrolls Online, what dungeon would what dungeon would you most likely want to do with friends? I personally would want to do Labyrinthia. 
No doubt Joe would also pick this. Also, I'm waiting for my Dawn Guard on PS3 and support Bethesda 100% to fix it. Is Dawn Guard worth the money, though? Anyway, see ya. Love the show. Liam. First of all, actually my pick would not be Lambrentia because it's better as a one-person based. If I was going to do with friends, it would be... Um, Blackreach. Blackreach, without a doubt. Thanks, oh, Liam. yeah. Bump up Blackreach's difficulty with all the mobs and such. Oh, I'd like to see them recreate the Dawn Guard one, the the dead drop caves, where you have to have like a team of people with bows to be able to get through it. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That would be cool. I'd want to do a Gloam Reach Cavern with you guys and just run in there and just beat Falmer with our swords <laughs> and watch him go, you know, bouncing off the walls and fall into watery pits below. I'll just knock him back fifty feet with my bow. <laughs> While we're stomping on the Charos as well. Going, yeah, get away exactly. from you, stupid bug. No, Joe, you'd have to run down there with your arrow in hand and hit him in the face with the arrow and watch him bounce off the walls. Do a Legolas type <laughs> move. Right in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Legolas move. <laughs> Come on, that works for Legolas. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't it work for me? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anything, else, anything else you want to answer on that email, guys, for move on? No, just, no. just one quick thing on that on the Legolas move, Joe. Yeah. Um, when uh, when when that movie came out, I was in an active D and D group at the time, and my my dungeon master, we we actually uh, <laughs> Snicker dungeon master, I know. Uh, we were all sitting around the same table, and, and my dungeon master goes, "By the way, if you if you decide to pull out an arrow and stab an orc in the eyeball with it, okay, the amount of penalties that you're the amount of penalties to hit that you're going to take is going to be like astronomical." And we like all stared at this guy, and in unison, we were like, "Dork." <laughs> so, just wanted to get that out. <laughs> Lovely. Well, I was like, "What kind of arrow is it?" By the way. <laughs> oh my god. Twenty four, twenty six, twenty eight arrow. Mine one D twenty four all the way, baby. Oh my God. <laughs> <Wow>. Overpowered much? <laughs> all right, Lou. How about some five star review? Five star review shoutouts. All right, our five star review shoutouts from America. Hippie two seven four. Tsunami six one nine. And from our friends across the big big pond in the UK, Jamie's B. Mute is a bad thing. All right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Only when you forget Welcome to unmute yourself. Yeah, I'm so used to having to press a button on my microphone, and but yet I've had my, I got this new one for a month now, and it's a dial. But anyway, I was using the wrong dial. All right, our final thoughts of this show. Um, I really don't have too much. I think I got all my thoughts out in the middle of the show. I mean, it's been a lot of. Uh, I think my brain's fried. Yeah, I kind of agree. I've had a long day. Brain's yeah. fried. I'm not thinking of anything about anything about you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so that was uh, Ivarwan's final thought. What about you, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> My final thought is I really hope I don't get fired for saying Star Wars over Elder Scrolls. Fired. No, that that's a discussion after the show. Damn. <laughs> it's a virtual beating afterward, Dave. Ivarwan, <laughs> <laughs> do you I- have any actual final thought? No, I, I really don't. I'm like completely tapped out over stupidity. All right. Sorry, Luke. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I'm just saying my final thought is, you know, I'm feeling still for the PS3 crowd. All right. Those players have taken quite the beating over the past couple months from Bethesda. 
And I really hope that they get what they deserve uh, from that studio. I mean, enough's enough. All right, enough of the exclusivity. Let's do right by the customers this time. Fair enough. All right. How to reach us, Ivarwin. You want to get us this week? Yeah, absolutely. How to reach us. Elder Scrolls off the record.com. Elder Scrolls off the record.com. <gasps> Dramatic pause. Elder Scrolls off the record.com. Is that how you can reach us? That's our website, Elder Scrolls off the record.com. <laughs> Questgamingnetwork.com is our portal site. You can get to all of our websites using Questgamingnetwork.com. Elder Scrolls off the record at gmail.com. If you want to send us an email, that's where you want to send it to. Elder Scrolls off the record at gmail.com. Please take our radio survey. You can find it on all of our websites. It takes about five minutes, probably less than that. Just a quick question and answer sort of a thing. Really important to our shows. The new stuff you've been hearing on our shows this whole summer, yeah, came from you. So you guys are awesome and thank you, but we still need more. And don't forget about uh, the reviews on iTunes. We love five stars, and if you send them to us, we will shout you out on this show like you have just heard. Don't forget our other shows. Diablo Off the Record records Fridays at 6 p.m. Minecraft Off the Record records Sundays at 7 p.m. Swotor Reforged records on Monday at 7 p.m. Uh, we have a brand new uh, news show for SWOTOR Reforged called SWOTOR Reforged Holonet. It's not a live show, but it does come out on... Uh, it's recorded Wednesdays and should be available Wednesday nights and Thursday mornings for you. Um, all of our shows are recorded live at livestream.com forward slash the quest show. Diablo Off the Records recorded at 6 because it's different like that, yo. Respectful. All times are Eastern. <laughs> Uh, Twitter. Twitter. If Twitter is your thing, you can tweet us. You can tweet at the show at Elder Scrolls OTR. Joe is at author J.R. Wilson. Eve Arwin. That's me. I'm at Eve Arwin. E V A R W Y N. Y N. Uh, Lou is at GamerGuyla B. G A M E R G U Y 1 1 B. And Dave is at Dianforce, D-I-E-N-F-O-R-C-E, at Dianforce. And Elder Scrolls Off the Record is a Quest Gaming Network production in association with Middle Earth Network. Foos for all you all next week. Take care, guys. Be safe. May the foos be with you. Good night, everyone. Thanks for being here. Hope to see you all again next week. Foos Rota. Bye, y'all.
And the winding river road. 